Do you want to get cognitive dissonance streamed to your iPhone or BlackBerry? If so, download Stitcher free today at Stitcher.com. Of our president getting up and saying that it was all right for two women to marry or two men to marry, I tell you right now, I was disappointed bad. Uh, but I tell you right there, as sorry as you can get, the Bible's against it, God's against it, I'm against it, and if you've got any sense, you're against it. I had a way, I figured a way out, a way to get rid of all the lesbians and queers, but I couldn't get it past the Congress. Build a great, big, large fence, 150 or 100 mile long, Put all the lesbians in there. Fly over and drop some food. Do the same thing with the queers and the homosexuals. And have that fence electrified till they can't get out. Feed them. And, and you know what? In a few years, they'll die out. Do you know why they can't reproduce? If a man ever has a youngin', praise God, he'll be the first one. All of these. You can just well to amen. I'm going to preach the hell out of all of us. Amen. Hey, I, I tell you right now, somebody said, who are you going to vote for? I ain't going to vote for a baby killer and a homosexual lover. Amen. You said, did you mean to say that? You better believe I did. God have mercy. It makes me puking sick to think about I don't even know whether you ought to say this in the pulpit or not. Could you imagine kissing some man? My God, I love you fellas. Be advised that this show is not for children, the faint of heart, or the easily offended. The explicit tag is there for a reason. This is Cognitive Dissonance. Every episode, we blast anyone who gets in our way. We bring critical thinking, skepticism, and irreverence to any topic that makes the news, makes it big, or makes us mad. It's skeptical, it's political, and there is no welcome mat. This is episode 49 of Cognitive Dissonance, and we are recording this from inside an electrified fence. Uh, we got picked up in <laughs> North Carolina in error. In a raid by a lunatic, it turns out. Yeah. <laughs> the fucking yeah. Gestapo came and fucking got us. The fucking anti-gay Gestapo that's Could, down there. Can you imagine a less educated sounding individual? A less interesting, <laughs> a less well-informed, a, 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 a less reasonable person? I mean, honestly. Can you even, if you had to come up with something, if you had to design like a superhero of ignorance. If you were making a fictional character. Right. You could yeah. do no worse. 
all my fictional dumbasses say again. 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 I'm again it. You're again it. Again. You got any sense? You're again it. Again, again it. it. Like, are you saying I should do it again? You fucking mumble mouth prick. <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with this guy? How much of that do you think is just, is, is this guy just like playing up to the, uh, like playing up to the crowd? Like, well, I'm going to say again it, because that sounds very down home and like it like connects me to you. Or is he just that unable to speak and, and enunciate? You're telling me that the thought process <laughs> went through his head that was, how should I pronounce against it? And he chose, out of the myriad ways in which you could pronounce against it, he decided to say, I'm going to choose again it, because that'll get these guys behind me. I call fucking shenanigans, Tom. I'm sorry. That's a long shot there. That's a fucking million to one fucking lotto ticket right there. There's no way that guy thought that. That guy doesn't even like there's there's a guy who the only like the only thing other words he knows is like chicken fried steak. <laughs> like that's the only other words. he. Knows. This this guy is uh, he's not a bright man. Um, what what strikes me is like, you know, we've put all the all the gays and queers. That's confusing. I'm not sure if you know, yeah. sir, but whatever. <laughs> But we're going to put all the gays and queers in one electrified fence. The homosexuals fence. and queers, yeah, they have separate separate pride parades, I, it turns out. yeah. I like, too, that he talks about putting the lesbians in one and the gays yeah, in the other. Oh, yeah, it's like, yeah. sure. well, what are you afraid of here, sir? Like, yeah. usually people get a little worried about co-ed <laughs> mingling. Yeah, but what are, you, exactly. what are you nervous about here? Like, you maybe you're misunderstanding how this whole pro- but he's, he wants a separate electrified fence area for lesbians sure. and a separate one sure. for gays and queers. Exactly. <laughs> what I love the idea too because he's you know what they'll do is that they will they will shed their gayness just to fucking have gay kids. I mean that's what he's saying basically is that they will not be gay for a little while so that they can be gay again and have gay kids afterwards after they've had sex the the, the homosexual men have had sex with the homosexual women. To have gay kids so that they could then be not gay when they want to reproduce. Because we all know, and this is like love, this is like the part that he just is so fucking unbelievably stupid he doesn't understand. Like, does he not understand that that gay kids come from straight relationships? (laughs) Do you you really think that all gay kids, like the, the, the genesis of all... Gayness like comes from prior gayness that it's like I think that's a fucking what they inherited think, like what that's an that's an evolutionary dead end if that's the case like, there would right? never have been any gay people ever if you had to have what it doesn't yeah you're so this man is so like spectacularly stupid and then we're gonna airlift them food like we we're so afraid of. Of contact with the homosexuals, you can't just drive it in a truck. You can't even have a door. There's not even. It's like whoa. Why build an electrical fence? I can look through it. They should build a wall. Exactly. So nobody. Because I'm going to be able to see them having butt sex, and that's going to ruin me. They all appear to be having a great time, sir. What do we do now? (laughs) Quick, airlift them food. (laughs) (laughs) What a fuck with this man is, and it's not like this is a small church. This is right, a huge right. church. This is one of those like nut hut mega churches. 
Like yeah. where everybody just gathers together and, and, and is crazy in mass at a mass. And people are hooting and hollering out there, too. Like, Oh, yeah, they're saying amen oh, constantly. Holy. Oh, kill them gays. Amen. Wow. Kill them fags. Amen. And when he says, like, because you know what? They wouldn't reproduce. There's like a rumble from the crowd. Like, oh, I hadn't thought of that. Oh, yeah, because yeah, that's not a thing. It's that's not how that works. Murmur. Yeah, a hushed murmur goes across the they're crowd. Just like, they're like, oh, they're looking at each other. Oh, man. Billy Bob, I ain't done thought of that myself. This here thinking man up top. He done did said it. I, you know, I can't imagine the fucking audience doing anything except for throwing a fucking stick at an obelisk. Like, that's what, <laughs> when I think of the audience, I'm like, they're either throwing their own shit, they're eating a fucking banana, or they're fucking throwing a stick at an obelisk. That's Slapping it. their palms exactly. against the ground. And- <laughs> exactly. <laughs> fucking beating their chest and slapping and fucking ooking. Like, that's all I see them doing. <laughs> they're like they, they're set up strategically so they can pick the lice from each other's hair during oh the sermon. God. You know what we should do? Let me play a clip of the because Anderson Cooper, Tom, fucking tore into one of these fucking parishioners. So let me play a clip of Anderson Cooper talking to one of the parishioners that was in the crowd. I know you're you're a defender of Pastor Worley, and I appreciate you you coming on the program. Do you agree with his his statements that he said on the pulpit that that gays and lesbians should be put in under, behind electrified fences until they die out? Um, I believe that that was taken. I mean, yes, he said that, but of course, he would never want that to be done. Um, of course, people are going to take it and make it their own way and make it into what they want to. But I agree with what the sermon was and what it was about. But you're saying it, it, he doesn't want it done, but he said he wanted it done uh, on the, he said it from the pulpit. How do you, why do you interpret okay, that that's not well, what then, he wants? I, let's see. Okay, let me, let me try to say it a different way. Maybe, um, Maybe uh, that's what he felt like should be done. I mean, it can be said either way. Okay, just to make short of it, yes, I agree with him. If they can't get the message that that's wrong, then, um, you know, uh, they can't reproduce and eventually they would die. So you believe only that gay people are only born of other gay people? You're saying they can't reproduce? You're saying they can't reproduce, so therefore they would all die off. Uh, but they, aren't, aren't gay people born? Man, g- gay people get born to straight man, parents all the time, no? No, that's not what I meant. If man and man were in the same fence and women were in the same fence, they can't reproduce together. That's what I mean. Right, but that wouldn't eliminate all gay people. There would be more gay people born outside the fence to straight people, wouldn't there? Exactly, but we were meaning uh, the ones in there. See, it's all taken out of context and twisted. The main point is always the same. And Anderson Cooper doesn't fucking pull any punches either. He's not he's not letting this woman off. Like, first off, she's a nasty little subhuman. Like, you can just tell, she like, is. she's a fucking <laughs> nasty little person. And again, you could, you know how you made fun of the guy who was talking earlier? You could not choose an accent that would make her sound dumber than the no. accent she has. Like, there's like a... There's like a Southern Belle accent, which can be kind of, you know, sultry and sexy. And um, uh, think back to if you've ever seen the movie Maverick with Jodie Foster. Like, that's a sexy Southern Belle sort of accent. This is like a fucking, this is fucking Forrest Gump. I mean, this is what this is, is fucking Forrest Gump. And this woman is 
she is about as stupid as you can be. And she's their fucking spokesperson. She's the one that everybody looked at and was like, well, who's going to go out there and talk to that there reporters? <laughs> Who are we going to put? Let's bring Let's bring in Kathy. She's the smart one. We got ourselves another one of them goddamn liberal reporters out there trying <laughs> who's to again it? <laughs> nail us down with the facts about what was said and what we think. We got to send out the big guns. Where's, uh, Shut up the big show is more like it. <laughs> who, who here finished grade school? <laughs> who here's got a large imposing mass? Let's send her out. She, she volunteers. She's like, I finished eighth grade. They just Let's think she's this. smart because she has glasses. Like, that's the only reason right. they sent her out. Like, she looks like one of them there sexy librarians. <laughs> Minus all terrible. the sexy. <laughs> We just lost all of our southern listeners, by uh, the way. Whatever. Just look, you can be look, you can be smart and from the south. It's just yes. harder. It's <laughs> harder. <laughs> well, I, you know, I have to say, I I actually tend to agree with you, generally speaking, because it's it's almost like they intentionally introduce legislation on a weekly basis sure. to make kids stupider down there. And and they you also know? spend less on education. They have less they money do. to spend on education because they're the, a lot of the population there's the taxes are smaller because there's a lower income. It's just a it's a cycle of of it is. You no, know, no, no, yeah. That's the, what it for is. For the most part, yeah. yeah. And I'm not. I mean, obviously, there's. I know we have listeners from like North Carolina that are smart people. So I'm not saying that if you're from the South, you're stupid. I'm just saying this woman is from the South and she's stupid. <laughs> <laughs> My anecdotal evidence here. I love too the the way Anderson Cooper kind of traps her is just being like, wait a minute, wait a minute. But that's what was said. Yeah. People are just trying to hold him to what he was said. And she's like, there we go again. <laughs> like, Lord have mercy. There we go again. Yeah. This guy stood in front of everybody and he even made a point of saying like, and I am actually saying this. Like he like. Yeah. He pauses and, yep. and makes sure everybody understands that he means what he says. And then people come after and are like, wait a minute. Did you mean what you said? Well, uh, I'd like to equivocate because it sounds bad when I'm away from my sort of bigot circle. Exactly. Like, when, when, I'm not, when I'm not here having my, my bigot views, you know, when I'm out of the KKK rally, all of a sudden, you know, these things seem a little less reasonable in the light of day. <laughs> Once you leave the porn expo, everything's, you know, like you bring your, you start talking about that stuff in normal circles and it feels weird. You know what I mean? Like that's the same exact feeling here. And, and this woman, this woman is, keeps on saying the same thing. She keeps on saying something like, uh, like, well, if you're going to take it, yeah, I guess that's what he said. Yeah. No, and you're just she like, keeps trying to say like, it's out of context. She keeps on wanting to like, say what? it's out of context, but he even clarifies. He's like. Like, no, he has a moment of realization that he will be a fucking news bite. He even has it on the stage. You could see it fucking flashes in his eyes. He's like, am I saying this? Is this a good idea? I mean, he like almost says, does this sound like a good idea to say? Right. And then he says it. He's like, no, I really mean it. I fucking hate the gays. Fucking put him in a fucking concentration camp that isn't a concentration camp. What a fucking subhuman. And thousands of people. I mean, a thousand. His church is like 1,200 people. God. Well, and, 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 you know, like you have followers who will come out and defend your beliefs, even though they are completely indefensible. They are right. indefensible. And this person goes out and is murdered by Anderson because all he does is just say, well, you know, like, what if you change that to Jews? Right. Oh, yeah. well, you know. Ain't nobody going to really do it because um, they won't let hold us. Hold on a second. Somebody did that. Yeah, but nobody's going to do it tomorrow. <laughs> yeah, well, they're not going to do it again. I mean— 
It's not like this is how this sort of shit starts. <laughs> Whoa, oh fuck. Wait. You know, it's it's almost sometimes like when you when you find these supporters, like these people in the crowds that are hooting and hollering and fucking slapping their palms on the ground or whatever and enjoy at this nonsense. And then you try to get them to say it out loud. Yeah. Like, well, yeah, I just want you to say out loud. And then you can you can kind of see in her face that she's getting very upset. Oh yeah, she's like, rolling she her is eyes. Upset. She's like leaning her head sideways. She, I right. think she's mad because she's not currently eating cookies. I think that's why she's <laughs> well, mad. But to be fair, I mean I'm mad because I'm not currently <laughs> eating cookies. So hey, I'm mad all the time. It's, <laughs> it's, uh, fuck. But I mean, I, I you, you get this impression watching her, like you know that she's getting very frustrated because she has to she has to verbalize. These absurd viewpoints right. that are so easy to be – like it's so easy for Anderson Cooper to just be like, well, that's fucking horrible and unreasonable. He doesn't even have to use those terms. He just has to ask her questions about her own stance. And it's like, well, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I don't want to say it out loud. I just want to hate in the privacy of my own megachurch. Right. And be able to turn to, you know, another parishioner at the salon or wherever, you know, the fucking pigsty, wherever they get their fucking hair done and look at the other <laughs> one and say, and say, oh, don't you just hate those gays? Yeah, right. I hate those gays, too. And just have a little bit of camaraderie with another fellow parishioner about hatred to just be able to be like, you know what? I just want to have my beliefs. My beliefs are sacred. My beliefs about, you know, basically treating other people as less than are sacred. That's yeah, sacred. Right, you right. can't fuck with that. Well, you know what? You're a fucking subhuman. And yes, I can fuck with that. That's a ridiculous belief system. And we are breaking our own rule too, Tom, by making fun of somebody who's, whose neck is bigger than their head. We, we <laughs> said we weren't going to do that, but we are currently. So I think we have to change our rule set. So Now, you know that guy ain't shit. Sorry, ass motherfucker got nothing on me, right? Nothing. So, Cecil, this next story is from Market Watch. It's part of the Wall Street Journal. Um, the Wall Street Journal, as we all know, a bastion of liberal politics, <laughs> by the way. You know, when when I think liberal, dirty, damn, godless, commie liberal, and I think that a lot. Right. I think the Wall Street fucking journal. Yeah. Market watch. <laughs> Obama spending binge never happened. Oh. Um, government outlays rising at the slowest pace since the 1950s. Now, you know, it, obviously it's an election year and you're hearing a lot of yammering about, you know, how we've got to stop the spending of Obama. Except for he has spent less money than virtually everyone. And, and all it goes to show is nobody's paying attention to what is happening. Right. All we're paying attention to is, well, this is what I expect to have happened. Sure. This is the narrative that I want to tell about the way my world works and who the villains are and who the good guys are. And never mind. Never mind if it doesn't if it's not a real. Like we don't care about that. Sure. Like oh did that that did not occur. So yeah, fucking whatever. That doesn't fit my narrative. It's it's like we're in this confirmation bias loop as far as politics is concerned that we just are completely unable to break out of. Absolutely. And, and Tom, let's not make the mistake of thinking that Obama isn't spending a lot of money. I mean, we're obviously, I think everybody agrees he's spending money because it costs money to run the government. And he's cutting programs, I think, that don't deserve cuts. NASA's a big one. Uh, I think that 
I think that, you know, there are some programs that never get touched. The military, which is ridiculous. We have such a fucking huge military budget. It's outrageous. We spend so much money on the military, and that is fucking off the table, completely off the table. And you're like, that's the one I think that should be most susceptible to being cut is the military budget. Because one, it's so fucking huge, and two, it's so unfucking necessary. There's, you know, it's the two, it's the biggest fucking ripest fucking tomato in the fucking garden. And you're just not even paying attention to it. You're just like, oh, look at these fucking small little green ones over here. That's what we want to pluck. That's what they do. And the idea too, I mean, there's a lot of things I think that we can get down on Obama for. Um, I think this president has, I think in the idea of, uh, being a hawk, he has been more of a hawk than I would have wanted him to be. He's assassinated people that I think, you know, when we want to step back and be like, whoa, wait a minute. There's ideas right. that, like, he can assassinate people, like some of the stuff that's gone through while he's been president, that he can assass- assassinate people on just fucking command alone. At least fucking, uh, at least Bush would just put you in Guantanamo and fucking waterboard you. You know what I mean? But, like, Obama's just like, well, that guy gets his eyes dotted. He's yeah, even American citizens. It doesn't matter. Exactly. Like, so whatever. When the government can just say, you're a threat. Yep. We going to kill you. Yep. I mean, that's just, how do you have any rights at that point? Absolutely. Any rights. Like you, Once your right to life has been extinguished, yeah. all your other rights sort of fall behind that Absolutely. pretty quickly. Yeah. And we have a president now that has that power. This right. is a, it's, you know, there's a lot of things, a lot of things we can be criticizing Obama for. Uh it just turns out that what we want to criticize him for is exactly what you said, things that fit our narrative. So we have a narrative in this in this country that the liberals will spend more and the conservatives will not spend as much. Right. But when you really look at it, all the conservatives have been are socially conservative, and that's it. And we talked about this time. We, we fucking – this is a, a horse that has been beat to death that there is nothing left of it at this point. The small bits of flesh that we could possibly hit are gone because we have beat this horse into fucking oblivion. The Republican Party is not a conservative party when it comes to spending. They are not fiscally conservative. Look at the last fiscally conservative candidate I can think of was in 92, and he was an independent, Ross Perot. That was the last fiscally conservative candidate I can remember. You're going back into the 70s to get people that are fiscally conservative. So the idea that they're, that, that they're our party of fiscal cons- being fiscally conservative is a lie. They're both the same party when it comes to economic policies. They exactly. really are. Yep. From, from an economic standpoint, I don't think either. I mean, how, how, how could the Republicans possibly claim after the eight years of W? Right. How could you possibly make a claim that that was a fiscally conservative near decade. How? Right. That, is an, that is a fucking functional impossibility. Um, but they'll do it. You know, they'll do it because it's not about what whether things are right or wrong. Like, you know, it's about I've got a story to tell because my story that I'm telling is what gets me votes. And votes make jobs. My job. Yeah. <laughs> so it is my job to tell the story the way I want it to be told. And that's that's all that is, you know. It's it, it's it's just fucking ridiculous. This the, the partisan nature of the political system has gotten so grossly out of control, so out of control that there. I, I really don't think that there is a, a reasonable way any longer to have good conversations about. You know, it it devolves every time into you know whose side are you on? Are you left or right? Are you Republican or Democrat? Who are you voting for? You know, yes or no. Yeah. It's it's this sort of 
false dichotomy that, um, you know, the, the numbers don't bear out. And uh, it's very frustrating. It's very fucking frustrating, you know, because it, it leads people to be less educated at the voting at, at, at the uh, polls and at the voting box. Because they're voting based on a narrative rather than based on the truth. And, you know, the other thing, too, Tom, is you can never get a politician before they get elected to give it to you straight. Nobody ever does it. Nobody ever says, this is what I'm going to do, and then does it. Nobody fucking does that. Everybody's like, this is what I'm going to do. And then they get in office and they say, well, and I changed my mind about this, and I can only get this passed. And the other stuff that I I was really adamant about, that shit gets stalled. So really all I'm doing is kind of what the other side will let me and what I've changed my mind about. Like yep. that's all that really happens. So it's yeah. you know we have a system of we have a we have a fucking political game that is all liars. They're all it's a liars game at this point. So there's no point. I mean you know there's obviously a point. There's a point in voting. I mean you should vote. You should try to you know try to find the person who's going to lie the least. I guess. But it's it's a it's a very frustrating system we have in this country, and it's more frustrating. It's compounded by the fact that people will say things like oh. Here's a blatant falsehood that I think fits my narrative, so I'll fucking keep on saying it. Well, Cecil, we would be remiss if we didn't talk about This next story, despite the fact that I don't want to talk about this next story, this is from CNN. Tortured Afghan teen on attackers. The same should be done to them. This story is fucking awful. Um, This is about an Afghan teen that was married off at the age of 13. Hmm. Because, you know, 13-year-old girls can consent to being married and fucking sexual activity and the... um, Oh, God. Her husband uh, was a member of the Afghan army. Um, he raped her, you know, because she's fucking 13. Right. Um, and when she didn't become pregnant, she was tortured for the crime of not being pregnant fast enough. Like, you didn't become impregnated fast enough. So the family locked her in a basement um, and tortured her for a very long time. Um, and thankfully, these people are finally going to face some kind of justice. How can you live? I don't care where you live. I don't care where you live at this point. How can you live in this 2012 world and not be like a Bushman, right? And not have any contact with anyone outside of your community, basically. Like be a, you know, we're talking about somebody who thinks it's like fucking that guns don't even exist in the middle of fucking nowheresville, South America or something. How can you live and be part of any kind of community in this day and age and think that somebody could will themselves not to be pregnant. How is that possible? That, that you could possibly blame someone, physically blame someone for not becoming pregnant. How does your brain function to put that together in this time? I mean, we're not talking about a, you know, it's not a backwards country because they have rocket launchers. You know? Right. I mean, like, they have guns, they have tanks. They fucking they can kill each they can kill each other on a fucking grand scale and do. So they obviously have some technology. They're not banging rocks together. So they have some I mean you're you're part of the modern world when you can fire a gun. You should at least be part of the modern world enough to realize that you can't just fucking like 
meditate for a few minutes and blow up all incoming sperm. <laughs> oh. Like what, how is she controlling it? I, how I does, don't know. How do you fucking put that in the abacus that is your brain and have something come out the end that says we should fucking pull her fingernails out? It's impossible to consider uh, th- that this would ha- You know, and these people got 10 years. And the girl's right. She says they should have gotten 50 years. Yeah. I mean, I don't yes, agree they with her saying all the time. Yeah, I mean, she says they should have the same thing happen to them. No, no I'm not for that. No, normally, no. Uh, I'm one of the cruel and unusual. Punishment is not a good thing, guys. But I agree that they should have gotten way more time. Yeah. Oh yeah, they should have gotten. They should. They should spend the rest of their lives. I mean, you can't just fucking torture people, and you can't torture people for fucking imagined crimes. Imagined crimes. You can't torture a 13 year old girl for anything. For fucking any reason. There's never been a reason where you could say that torture of that 13-year-old girl was justified. There's – I've got to yeah, – maybe you haven't considered my laundry list of reasons to torture 13-year-old girls. <laughs> hey, let me go through uh, paragraph 2, subsection sure, B. Sure, I mean, fuck you. You can't – this is horrific. It's just it's, – it's really horrific. Any system that promotes the selling, and that's really what it is. Yes. It's not – you're not marrying yes. – but the selling of girls at the age of 13 into marriage, um, that's unjustifiable. It is – that is – it's not culturally different. It's not, uh, you know, well, that's just the way things work over there. Fuck that noise. I, be- I agree. That is rape. It's the selling of little girls. That is unjustifiable. You you can't come up with a worldview that is – that is reasonable, that is compassionate, that is kind, that allows 13-year-old girls to be sold against their will to a husband. It can't be done. You, I, Fuck that noise. This is not even up for fucking debate. And then to have this poor girl experience this horror, and because she didn't get impregnated fast enough, She's got to be. She's going to be tortured by the family. How first? How was that even supposed to help the situation? <laughs> I was At wondering. Where you're like, oh, she didn't get pregnant fast enough. Well, have we tried torturing her? Maybe that'll get her pregnant. <laughs> what? <It's, laughs> can you imagine your thought process? <laughs> Wait, hold on a second. Hold on, hold on. Now you fucked her, right? You fucked her once. Yeah, I fucked her, and she didn't become pregnant. Okay, well. What's the next thing we can do? We could, you know, maybe have you fuck her. No, you know what? Let's just torture her. Yeah, right? <laughs> how, oh, does that, how do you get from A to Z there? And the other thing I want to know, Tom, is what's their end game? Like, what's the end game portion of this? Because you've got the point where you're like, okay, she didn't produce an, a, a child, so we've got to torture her. Are you expecting the guy to come back and rape her again so that she can get pregnant and then is all like are you removing her from torture at that point like do you expect to have a good relationship with her after that do you expect to have a good relationship with your grandchildren after that like like what goes through your head what's the end game here because the only end game i could see is why didn't you just kill her i know i i have to admit i thought the same thing it's it's because there's obviously an element of sadism involved here. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and there's there's a complete disregard for the value of women. Oh yeah, you know, absolutely. Because it's you you can't you can't possibly you know you said like do you want to have a good relationship? It's like they don't give a fuck. Yeah. If there's a real relationship, she's she's a fucking piece of property. Yeah, she'll have the relationship we fucking tell her to have. You wouldn't do this to a dog. 
No. Like you wouldn't, right. you wouldn't go out and, or, or let's say a cow, let's not say a dog, right? Because people, humans have sympathy for dogs. I, most people have no sympathy for a cow and they'll tell you by eating a burger. Okay. So I have no sympathy because I've eaten a lot of burgers. I have no sympathy for cows. If you were to take a cow, let's say they were to buy a cow and bring it back to their place and then their bull mounts it and it doesn't get pregnant, they wouldn't take it to the basement and pull its hooves off. Right. They wouldn't do exactly. that. Yeah. They wouldn't pull its, you know, pull its ears off. They'd be like, oh, it didn't get pregnant. So we have to let it sit in the fucking field a little longer. You know, maybe there isn't even grass on the field. She's only a 13 year old girl here. Right. Exactly. Exactly. It's 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 you make a great point is that there is no people, you know, people are rational enough about animals, about animal breeding, because we've been doing animal breeding for fucking generation and generation right. and generation. And we understand how we seem to have this understanding of how that works. You know, animal A has sex with animal B. And you want animal C, you got to give them more than one shot at that. Sure. Um, and nobody would look at a valuable commodity like a live like a piece of livestock and you would not take that valuable commodity and beat it and torture it. And and damage it, right? Because you're damaging your commodity. And what 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 that means to me by extension is this girl is less than cattle. Absolutely. She's less than any other animal that you would breed. She is not a commodity to be valued. She doesn't provide milk or meat. Yep. All she does in this community, um, you know, or to this family. I shouldn't say this community because the, the neighbors did rescue her. So Absolutely. clearly Absolutely. this wasn't condoned by, by the neighbors. But at least to this family, this this girl was just a baby factory. Sure. She was less than a cow. And you can't say – I mean I would say right away that this is not the type of thing that would be an isolated incident. If there is a system in which you – you know, your daughters get given away at such a young age – there is some there's there's something to say about that. There's something in that inherently that makes women more, less than it. It absolutely makes women less than, and by extension, it allows this to happen. <laughs> Well, Cecil, it fucking happened again. Oh, man. Um, CNN. CNN has not been very friendly lately, by the way. Well, CNN isn't poisoning the girls. <laughs> yeah, that's true. But every time I look at CNN to troll around for stories for this show, it's just fucking the most depressing stories seem to come from it. Um, more than 120 girls and three teachers were admitted to an Afghan hospital Wednesday after again being poisoned. Don't know what else to say except for why are you poisoning these people? It's against their the Taliban law that they had for women to be educated. Again, this is reflecting on the bat and the last story. They don't want women to be educated because they still want to use them as currency. So you can't use somebody for currency when they suddenly realize they're being used for currency. They're like, "Wait, what the fuck? Right. I'm, an, I'm, I'm a what? You're going to do yeah. a what?" And then that's the end of it. So they don't want that to happen. They still want to be able to hold people in fucking. On the basement and fucking pluck their fucking fingernails off. They want that to happen. So they're going to fucking they're going to make sure that it happens by fucking destroying the chance of it not happening by educating girls and making them realize that this is a fucked up system. The, the idea that education is bad for half of your population. Yeah. Should tell you that you're doing it wrong. You're doing civilization wrong. Sure. It's it's half the people. You know, it's a lot. It's same number as you. 
So, because clearly when I say you, it's the men who are in charge of this nonsense. It, the, the, the very idea that you could look at half of your population and be like, we really can't have them doing anything. Right. We got to make sure. Because, I mean, like you said, as, as soon as you get people thinking, reading, writing, um, you've got an educate. I mean, that was remember. I mean, just just look at the, the the history of slavery in the United States. You know, African slavery in the United States. Um, one of the one of the big crimes was teaching slaves to read. Yep. You do yep. not want the people you own to be educated. Right. This is all about ownership. Yep. This has nothing to do with, um, you know, what's right or wrong. This has to do with protecting your property. I can't – if my fucking car learned to read tomorrow, I'd be shit out of luck because it might be like, wait a minute. I've been reading around and you drive me like a goddamn car. <laughs> like, fuck. <laughs> uh, what do I get out of this relationship? Be like, ah, Gas. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, all of a sudden there would be like a fucking moral quandary here. Exactly. Exactly. So you can't, you can't continue to treat – but the idea that you would treat fucking women, women, mothers and sisters like fucking – property. Yeah. And poison them for the crime of learning. If you're if you're a society, a country, uh, a people that want to move ahead, you don't stifle half your population and think you're going to move ahead. Right. You don't stifle, you know, you wouldn't go up into your brain and clip off the left hemisphere and say you're not going to work anymore. I just want the right <laughs> hemisphere to work. And that's it. Wow. You wouldn't do that. You wouldn't and and you you wouldn't lop off one of your arms and be like I'm right. going to be just as productive now. You're not going to be. You you have to have your entire society working together to make you a better people. And if you're cutting out half the population by saying they don't deserve to learn, you're you're self, you're you're basically fucking self lobotomizing. You're taking yep. away a great deal of intelligence from your people as a collective by not allowing m- half of your population to learn at the same rate. You're you're self stifling. You're self retarding. Why would you do that? What the only reason to do that is to keep a system of power, a patriarchy in check. That's the only reason to do it. it I have to think that the reason you would think that's a good idea is because your religion tells you so. Because you're the one in power. Right. The only yeah, reason it's, you it's would no ever surprise, think that. It's no surprise, right? Yeah. The girls yeah. aren't poisoning themselves. <laughs> They're not like you know, reading a book and being like, fuck, this sucks. Where's that poison? <laughs> you know, we hadn't considered the value of poisoning ourselves. Exactly. Let's yeah. go ahead and do that. Yeah. So we're going to take a break from all of this joyous news <laughs> to give you an opportunity Yay. to find us on email, to find us on Facebook, on Twitter, to leave us uh, voicemail messages. And hopefully Google Translate will actually translate the fucking things if you leave one. <laughs> I know we were begging for them last time, and this time Google Translate has a surprise for us. Um, We'll give you all that information and uh, return to ruin the rest of the show in just a moment. You can email these assholes at dissonance.podcast at gmail.com. For more information on this or any other episode, visit the Cognitive Dissonance website, dissonancepod.com. Like our show on Facebook to join in the conversation. Just search for Cognitive Dissonance in Facebook or go to our website for the link. You can converse with us on Twitter, Our Twitter handle is at dissonance underscore pod. Help us out by retweeting and reposting our shows. You can call us and leave us a message at 740-74-DOUBT. That's 740-743-6828. Long distance rates apply. Your help is fucking greatly appreciated.
So, see, so this story comes from Secular News Daily, um, and and the the story is about a representative from North Carolina, um, ever home of the thoughtful individual. Um, It likens the church tax rule to communism. Um, Basically, the church tax rule means that uh, churches that engage in um, uh, canvassing for votes or, you know, uh, supporting a political party, um, being partisan in any way um, from the pulpit— those churches, if if convicted, if found guilty, whatever, if they found out of doing that, they will lose their tax-exempt status. Um, I don't really get why we have to subsidize our churches anyway. <laughs> what a great way to put it. I love that. I love the idea that we're subsidizing our church because it's so true, Tom. It, it's to the tune of millions and millions yeah, of dollars. I'd go billions on this one. Yeah, it's 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 a massive amount of money of tax revenue that's being lost. And you have to stop and think, wait a minute, we're not in the best financial shape right now. And churches violate this rule all the fucking time. We heard at the beginning of the show that that fucking total yuts from his mega church talking about, well, if you ask me who I'm voting for. So he's clearly engaging in, in political rhetoric from right. the pulpit. Absolutely. The Catholic Church is constantly engaged in political rhetoric from the pulpit because, you know, anything an official of the church says in an official capacity is kind of from the pulpit. Yeah. And we're allowing these assholes to exist, to own property, to have employees, to have uh, homes, secondary homes, you know, uh, parsonages and what have you. Property. And all of this goes on tax exempt. Yeah, and and it, it, it's it's funny because it, it really it really makes me think about how religions operate in this country. When we say you know oh we're not a Christian nation, no we're not a Christian nation. We're a religious nation though because right. we're able to subsidize all religions. What about Scientology? There's a church that gets away with. You know, a ton of scam. The money that you have to pay for Scientology bullshit is ridiculous anyway. Somebody posted something on Reddit the other day. The amount of money that you have to go through for, like, that fucking reformatting the hard drive or whatever the fuck they do. (laughs) Whatever they Uh, call it. Yeah. yeah, It's like fucking – we're talking tens of thousands of dollars you have to go through for the fucking rebuffering process. Right. The amount of money you have to go through. your fucking mental hard drive Yeah, exactly. The amount of money you have to go through for that is fucking out the fucking – Outrageous. It's fucking nuts. But, you know, they're tax exempt. They're collecting all that money from you. The money is passing. You know, when money passes hands, you know, in secular situations, when I go to buy a fucking car, I got to pay a tax on that. Everybody, every business has to pay taxes. Somehow we have this idea that churches aren't businesses. Yet they engage in in all the acts of business because <laughs> they have no product, right? It's dead. I well, think, well, doesn't that tell you that we're saying they have no product? They're I, selling it, you nothing. That's that's a good point. Like they're they're really it's like well they're not a business. They've got nothing for fucking sale. <laughs> like well, booyah! <laughs> they got nothing. For, they got nothing to use. That's, there. Uh, that's a tough hurdle to jump yeah, over. Certainly. <laughs> wow. Lord, the day is at hand. We are in the last days. You are Jehovah God. So Cecil, we covered, and by covered I mean laughed uproariously, (laughs) the Herald Camping Apocalypse, which did not fucking happen. And then it was going to happen again, and then it didn't fucking happen again. Um, Because it's not a thing. (laughs) That's stupid. 
It's, it's just not a thing. The fucking apocalypse is not nigh. There are no four horsemen who are going to swing around and fucking bring pestilence and disease and the fucking <laughs> revelations of fever dream written by maniacs. It's not a real fucking thing. Um, so it's been a year since yeah. the apocalypse. Yeah, a year almost exactly, a little over. Uh, I don't know where you guys are at, but right now it's a beautiful sunny day. Yeah. <laughs> a year after the apocalypse. It's a little hotter, so maybe we are in hell. I'm it's not toasty. sure. It's toasty. Yeah. If, if, if all hell's got is like 84 degrees yeah. and sunshine. And sunny, yeah. I'm okay with that. Yeah. I'm, yeah. I'm like, hell you're in sudden, hell. Yeah, suddenly hell is Grand Cayman. You know what I right. mean? Like, what the <laughs> <It's> fuck? Like, <laughs> like, you're in hell. Kind of nice, actually. Yeah. I'm going to go for a swim. Yeah. So <laughs> if one of your demons could bring me a margarita poolside, yeah. that'd be swell. Just bring a towel. <laughs> yeah. I want to rest my iPad on something. <laughs> I'm about to displace a lot of water. That's a lot. <laughs> <laughs> what I love the most about this story, and this is a well-written story from religiondispatches.org. Uh, I really liked the way uh, the reporter said that they were involved with these people before and then tried to talk to them afterwards. Some of them were so embarrassed that they did not want to speak to him. Um, they wound up not wanting to speak to this person afterwards, but some of them did. And when they found out, like, the, the, the Harold Camping had this, you know, used his fucking, you know, fucking TI-85 calculator to come up with the equation that is, you know, God's going to come back at this time. And when it didn't happen, there was a lot of backpedaling that happened on the part of the people who were listening. They were like, well, maybe it's going to be uh, three days extra because of the crucifixion. Maybe it's going to be seven days extra because of this. Maybe it's going to be 40 days extra because of Noah. And then there's all these things that they had to add. And then suddenly they get to the other day that he's like, oh, I messed up. So let's go with this day. Instead, October comes around. You notice that there was not the fervor that there was for the, the May date. Instead, the October date was kind of like a party popper in comparison to a firecracker. It was just like, <laughs> well, plop, okay, it didn't happen. And then you suddenly see all these people, at least some of the people in this article are like, wait a minute. Fuck, was I duped? Was I part of, you know, a cult? And they wind up uh, because he said something that could be falsified. It's had them start questioning their own belief. And I think that. In the end, it might have been a good thing. Well, I think they're, they, you know, you hit the the nail on the head with it can be falsified, right? Finally, we have something uh, of a religious nature that is subject to all of the rules of evidence. You know, somebody has a hypothesis. There will be an apocalypse. There's a period of observation. We test our evidence. We can retest our evidence because you fucking did it again. Yeah. Like, repeat the experiment. <laughs> sure, absolutely, yeah. Okay. I mean, all evidence now points to there's no apocalypse. Yeah. And at some point, that becomes valuable for people. At some point, there's only a, you know, there's a finite amount of bullshit most minds can, can, can wrap themselves around before finally saying... Well, shit, as much as I dislike saying so, I was just wrong. Right. And there's people in here who are like, yeah, I was part of a cult. Um, and I don't think that that's terribly inaccurate because the people who were a part of the, you know, particularly the Harold Camping uh, crowd, there were some people, as we covered, that, that had done some, some kind of awful shit and some really extreme shit. Um, people who had hurt loved ones, people who had... 
you know, uh, sold all of their belongings, people who had spent all of their money and their kids' college funds and, you know, money that would have been uh, otherwise used for for sustaining their everyday lives, um, you know, taking extravagant vacations and otherwise, you know, kind of going bonkers because, of course, money's not going to be valuable after the sure. apocalypse. Um, Live off my savings until it comes and now, fuck, I'm out of a job. Right. Yeah. And uh, so a lot of people were hurt, were hurt very badly by this uh, delusion. Um, I, part of me says good. Yeah. And, you know, not individually. Right. But on a macro level. Well, and, and part of me says good in the sense that, not, you know, while their lives may be emotionally in the in turmoil now, their lives may be they may have a lot of um, embarrassment about their situation. They may also have a lot of monetary distress in their life. They weren't the hale bop people. They That's weren't true. the they weren't the Waco people. You know, they were part of a cult that at least that they can recover from. The other cults that happen, like the fucking hale bops, they're fucking dead. There right. ain't no recovering from that. There is no recovering from Waco when you get a tank shoved up your ass. That doesn't happen. You're just like, well, I'm a dead person. And suddenly this guy got me killed. So Harold Camping, in a sense, is more is just a he's just better at not putting people's, you know, mortal lives in danger while their lives may be, you know, in turmoil. They're at least not in danger of dying so directly. Right. Right. So at he's at least he's, they didn't yeah, kill them. Yeah, exactly. At least they didn't die. So there's a there's a hope for them. Uh, I still think he's a despicable human being who used his um, his charisma, if he, you can even call it that, uh, to convince people of something that was completely false and made up by him. I yep. think that he's despicable for that reason. But at least he's not as bad as somebody giving somebody some fucking cyanide pills like a fucking Jim Jones or something. Exactly, yeah, yeah. Your cult could be worse is what I'm Your saying. Your cult could be worse. <laughs> <laughs> nobody, yeah. nobody committed mass suicide. Exactly. So fucking bravo. Yeah, exactly. Hey. Yeah. Well played by being fucking vertical still. Yeah. That's- <laughs> Spectacular. When that's the when that's your best yeah, end game. That's your fucking that's your door prize, is that you're wow. still standing up. Wow. How to turn out? Who's vertical? That tells you something about cults. That's all I'm saying. I would like to read just a few comments from the Million Moms Facebook page. This is on their page. And not that there's anyone counting, but um, for a group that calls themselves the Million Moms, they only have forty thousand members on their page. So they're rounding to the nearest million, and I get that. So I can't even believe where we're getting this next story from. Comicbookresources.com. Fantastic. From comicbookresources.com, one million moms targets DC and Marvel over gay storylines. And it's got a picture of the astonishing X-Men, uh, I think, getting married. A couple of them are maybe getting yeah, married it looks here. Like, it looks like there's um, two dudes getting ready to kiss. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the one million moms are going to make a huge impact. Absolutely. Again. Um, last time they, they fought something. They fought the uh, Archie comics, which were displayed at uh, Toys R Us. The Archie comics had two characters getting married. They were gay. Um, and uh, the One Million Moms mobilized, and then the comics were sold out faster than expected. 
So they're they're basically putting – you know what they are is I think these one million moms are actually in secret. They're comic book collectors. That's probably and, it. And they're – They're driving they're like, the it's value like a, of these things. Exactly. They're driving the value of these things up and they're like they're like playing the stock market. It's like those insider traders. You know what I mean? Like they're, they've got this figured out, these comic book guys. They created a one million mom site and there's only like 40,000 of them, right? So it makes sense. Right, one million moms. They all want to make one million dollars. Yeah. That's all it is. <laughs> What what does this say about you? And they're saying that that kids are going to read this and think, well, I want to be a gay superhero one day, too. Right. Right. <laughs> kids read fucking Batman, and they don't become Batman later on in life. I don't That's care not how true. Fucking, All kids are now Batman. I don't care how hard they want to be Batman. <laughs> the best they could do is wear a suit and go to a Comic-Con. That's the best they can do later on in life. Um, well, being gay is attainable yeah, if you're gay. I, I guess it's true. If you're gay, you can you know, be gay, it turns out. <laughs> I, again, it comes back to this idea that, that people just – that like they, they have to make a choice between two things which which they have no natural drive toward one way or the other. Right. Right? This this idea that is floated around that, that at some point people are going to say, I don't know whether I'm attracted to men or women. Let me read a comic book and find out. Who am I? I mean, that's not how sexuality works. Sure. There's just such a fundamental misunderstanding of how basic sexuality works. And these are moms. They've had the sex. Yeah. Yeah. You would think that they would understand, at least on a, a basic level, that they're not attracted to women, right? I mean, I'm presuming that most of the women sure. from the One Million Moms are not lesbian. Unless they're repressing something. Yeah. Right. Probably right. So I'm making an assumption here, but still. It, so if you know you're not attracted to women and you're not, therefore, going to have sex with women, don't you think the same is true of, of all other people? Why are you the exception? Why are you the only one who only has, you know, this sort of unilateral sexual feeling? I, it's, it's baffling to me. There was an interesting thing I saw this week. It was a YouTube video. And there was a woman who was talking, and it's something I hadn't even occurred to me. She was saying that we're, you know, this century probably is one of the first centuries for a long time at least, wherein people who actually love each other are getting married instead of sort of bartered away as gifts. Because, you know, we've lived in a, a patriarchy for, you know, thousands of years. So there's this feeling like women were were bartering tools back then. So there was no, you know, there was no homosexual marriage because there was no, you marry who you love a lot of the time. It was more, you marry who I tell you you're going to marry and then you make a marriage out of it. Uh, It's a marriage of, you know, you're going to get married and you're going to produce some offspring and here you go. You're going to make me grandkids and, you know, that sort of thing. And I get a money for you. A lot of times that's how it worked. They would trade away the woman, the the girl for money or for other things. So this is the first time when, you know, people really get to marry who they want to marry. It's, you know, you're giving the girls a choice. You're giving the guys a choice who they want to marry and we are fucking dropping the ball so tragically because we were against interracial marriage earlier this century. We are against gay marriage now. Uh, we're not – we're so against this idea and it really does flow back into the idea of the patriarchy. Right. And, and what are, where else could it come from? You know, it, it, there's, there's not a choice for that to come from another source. Right. It's – I mean it, – 
that's a good point. I hadn't I hadn't thought about that. Like the historical precedent, the uh, you know, as far as as who's responsible for what, and and uh, that's an interesting point that, that people hadn't been married for love. Right. But may, maybe that's why this gay marriage thing is just coming up now. Sure. There's no, no reason for it to occur before. Right. Yeah. Right. You can't have an argument about who's allowed to have mar- who's allowed to be married to who. Yeah. When it's yeah, that's an interesting point. I hadn't and, considered. And, and they that. also there was another thing I saw too, where somebody was saying that even just saying the term "gay marriage" is a slander because you don't say, "Well, I'm going to go get interracially married later right. this week." Yeah. I saw right. that. I was like, "There you go, exactly." It's just a fucking marriage. It's just people yep. who love each other are getting married. Well, right. what the fucking do? Right. No, that's and and I think that I think words in that regard are very important yeah. because they do isolate and they uh, they do create difference yeah. where where no real difference exists. Right. In the name of Jesus, we speak that. So we're going to end on an up note. Uh-huh. By up note, I mean a very, very down note. Wandsworthguardian.co.uk. <laughs> Just rolls right off the tongue. Wandsworth. Unorthodox priest. Still practicing after sexually abusing a woman. An Ethiopian Orthodox priest. Um, sexually abused a parishioner. Um, what he basically did is he he had her over, or he went to her home. <laughs> To do a baptism, told her she had to be naked in order to be baptized. She was uncomfortable because that's insane. <laughs> you know, and, I've been to baptisms, uh, Pastor, and I haven't seen them being naked. No, no, no. Trust me on this one. This is a special baptism. <laughs> yeah. And by special, I mean, then I will sexually assault yeah, I'll you. be baptizing you with my special scepter. Right. Yeah. I've got, it's right on your Yeah. I'll be shooting there. you gonna, full of holy water later. That's... God blessed my dick, so yeah. it's cool. I don't know. It's it's all good. That's terrible. That's oh. fucking terrible. So this this guy is a terrible fucking human being with an unpronounceable name. <laughs> Gibrahana Semre, I think. I Say it again. Gibrahana Semre? I think that's right. I think that's absolutely how he I says it. I think I'm probably right on. You're probably how perfect. How could I be wrong? You're perfect. I'm a fat guy yeah. in the Midwest. Yeah. How could I be There's wrong no speaking way an Ethiopian name? It's impossible. Boom. Yeah. Done. Um <laughs> He was uh, he, his sentence was a twelve month prison sentence that l- suspended for eighteen months. Ah, that's fine. And he's back in church as a pastor. Sure, giving more baptisms. <laughs> I can't. I can I cannot imagine how you attack a vulnerable member of your community, and then you get a suspended sentence, and then you get your job back. Doing the same thing you were doing when you raped somebody? I can't even understand. Who's standing there like, oh, man, when's fucking Father Gibrahana going to be back? I fucking miss that guy. Oh, yeah, well, he's having some legal problems due to the fact that he fucking, you know, raped a woman instead of baptizing her. Oh, oh, no kidding. Well, so he'll I, be back soon then? Because that's not like yeah. Because I got to get my kid baptized. I was just going to send him on over to his house because that's what he said. So look, I need someone to tell me what's right and wrong. Yeah, I just so need, when's he going to be look, back? My wife needs a good baptism. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> oh no. <laughs> oh no. What a what a 
deplorable human being, but even yeah. more baffling, why is he still a priest? Yeah, I, there's no, I, there's really no, there's no excuse for that. I mean, obviously, it's you're putting somebody in a position where you're in a position of power, and you're saying, "Trust me, trust me, trust me." As you know, oh no, no, you're really supposed no. While you're naked, you're supposed to bend over the table. That's how we do the baptism. You That's know, you're supposed how to, they all work. You're supposed to just grab your ankles. It's time to go. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, what the fuck? This guy's, you know, abusing a situation, abusing his power, and then there's no repercussion. So might as well just do it again. And there's, you know, what's going to stop him from doing it again? The guy obviously likes to, you know, abuse the old power, so to speak. And by abuse the old power, I mean rape people. And you know, let me ask you a question, Cecil. You, if you were convicted, no, I wouldn't of, let him baptize me. If that's what you're asking, that, I you're not. I wouldn't not, let him. Baptize I was going to pay for the plane ticket. Yeah, no, I'm not interested in it. I thought you would not, like that. Not really there. I don't really yeah. know anything. <laughs> if you were convicted at your, let's say this weekend, you went a little crazy. Sure. And you got arrested for stealing. Okay. Um, and your your work found out. Yeah. And you were convicted. Yeah. Um, and you were given no real sentence. Would you be fired? Do you think? Let's pretend that even better, I was stealing from my work. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Let's say you were using your position at work to do the stealing. To get money from people right. that I work with. Yeah. You'd um, be fired, right? There is a very good chance. <laughs> I, I can guarantee if I, the if union I go to work. isn't saving my ass, I think, right. at that point. <laughs> you know, I have – I write a lot of checks every day. If I were to just write a check to myself – right. You know, and I got caught doing that, and I sure. got convicted. Um, I mean, I would be fucking fired, right? Because I was doing something criminal and immoral. <laughs> I don't understand how priests can be engage in criminal and immoral behavior, and they don't get fucking fired. I don't even understand why the community doesn't fire them. I mean, uh, let's let's put it in another context. Uh, pretend that you're going to uh, a college and you find out your professor raped a student. Would you go to that class again huh. or would you demand a new professor? Right. You would demand a new professor. Right. Why isn't the community demanding a new priest? One less rapey. <laughs> a little less rape. Could you give us the less rapey kind? And this isn't happening in Ethiopia. You said he was an Ethiopian Orthodox priest. This is happening in Battersea, which is in London, I think. Yeah, this is in the UK. This is in the UK. That's why it's from wandsworth.co.ukguardian.org.com or whatever yeah. the fuck that website was. Yeah, they're not reporting was. on Ethiopia here. They're reporting on their own country. You know, you're getting off scot-free here with a suspended sentence like that. I mean, you might as and he's still practicing. Give me a break. What the fuck? You got to fucking drop the hammer on this dude because he was going to drop the hammer on her. Right. <laughs> well, he's still practicing. You know, he hasn't gotten it right yet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's terrible. So we got a, a couple of emails and some voicemail. I want to play the voicemail for you now. So, uh, so... Because the person took so much time to actually call us, and we really appreciate it. So here's the voicemail that the person left. It's Carter. Um, sounded like you guys wanted to get some type of uh, phone responses, so I thought I'd oblige. Um, I'm also an atheist like you guys. Um, been listening to the podcast. Really enjoy it. Uh, one of the things I thought was interesting was when you were talking about the uh, acupuncture and whatnot, was the fact that I think people have a misunderstanding about atheism, is that we would love for any of these things to be true. But we're, we can see the evidence, and that's what we can lean towards. Um, quick example, 
Uh, I found out the other day that cesarean births were not named after Julius Caesar, like somebody once told me. And I didn't sit there and keep telling them, no, I'm sorry, but it was named after Julius Caesar. I was presented with the facts, and my viewpoints changed. I think that's kind of the difference between us and everybody else is once presented with facts, we change our viewpoints. We don't keep them going on blindly. Anyways, um, hopefully Google Voice will totally screw that up, and I look forward to listening to you guys more. Hey. So, Tom, what does the Google Voice translator say about this message? It says, unable to transcribe this message. <laughs> Fuck. Boom. Fucking Google. Damn Maybe you. they're on to us. They are on us. It's Maybe probably they're... have somebody like playing, paying attention, and whenever we mention Google Voice, they're just like, oh, no, no, we can't, we can't try to even transcribe this message because our system is so fucked anyway. <laughs> What's they're just going to keep mocking us. That make no sense. So the Google, Google uh, Translate team specifically turned it off for our account, so we can't transcribe the message. But we can talk about what you say. Uh, in your message, you say, uh, you say that a lot of people confuse uh, atheists – uh, with pe- being dogmatic in a way because you said that uh, there was a moment when you thought Caesarian births actually came from the root of the word Caesar um, and you found out differently and it changed your opinion. You used the word atheists when I think you might mean skeptics. Um, I don't think the two are interchangeable, although many times they are. I You can be, and this has been uh, hammered on a lot of different shows, you could be an atheist and not be a skeptic. You could think that, say, we were planted here by an alien race. You know, and we we all know that cesarean birth actually comes from the salad. Yeah. So oh. it's and that's, that's where toss your salad comes. That's from. not <laughs> delicious at all. That's not delicious at all. Throw a little placenta in there. It's ah. a that's a good food. Remember that if you would like to call us up and leave your own voicemail, you can do so at seven four zero seven four doubt. You can uh, leave us a message, and we will play it on the air if it's not really, really, really long. So we got some email here, Tom, that we want to talk about. The first, uh, somebody posted this on our on our Facebook page as well as sent us to uh, sent it to us in an email. This is Matthew, and Matthew made us this very funny image of a sheik <laughs> so standing there funny. with a woman, and there's a bunch of goats on the other side of a scale, <laughs> and it says, "Your daughter's clitoris is too heavy. Cut it off, or the deal is over." Very, very funny. I am going to use this as one of the images for this time. Thank you I very love this much. Image. Hilarious image. Thank it's you really for putting awesome. it. It's, it's really, really funny. Very funny. You should post that shit on Reddit because I think I think that shit would get upvoted to the moon. I think it's hilarious. I love the I love how stern the guy looks. I and know. The girl's just looking off to the side so like, wait, what? What's, what's being said here? It's what a, the fuck? It's a funny what? Photoshop. Thank you for sending it. We got an email from uh from Fred. Uh Fred is from Auckland. Is that how you say it? Auckland? Auckland? I don't know. He's from New Zealand. New Zealand. I know that. Yeah. I can pronounce New Zealand. Auckland, is, I, Auckland, Auckland, or Auckland. I'm going to mispronounce. I'm going to call it Auckland. It's, it's probably not. I think it's Uck. I think it's like, it's I think you, there's the A is silent. So it's Auckland. Um, I don't understand you know why what, an A would ever be silent. You know it's a vowel. <laughs> you know what also is funny too is I, and this is going to make people laugh. I don't think, I can't distinguish between New Zealanders and uh, Australia, people from Australia uh, with their accents. And I know that they can, but I can't distinguish at all it's probably how they think we all talk like southerners <laughs> right yeah no, there's no difference between yeah there's no difference yeah. at all so no. um so thank you for sending your email in um you, you know it's a very nice email that you sent he also says at the bottom he says p.s sorry for ray comfort he is by no means a typical kiwi uh 
I think that, that, you know, you don't have to apologize for Ray. We have produced plenty of fuck knuckles over here. Way more fuck knuckles than you possibly could produce in New Zealand. Do not apologize for Ray. You sent him over here where he belongs, really. He's in the land of crazy. Yeah. The only thing he can't do is run for president. <laughs> right. Our crazies yeah. try to gain political office. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You never apologize for Ray Comfort when we just had Santorum. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> There's nothing to apologize for. Right. Also, Ray Comfort doesn't think thinks that the Kiwi was created by God because it's perfect, it's furry. and It's the you know, atheist it's, nightmare. It's, it's the I atheist nightmare. I had a nightmare yeah. about a Kiwi A Kiwi yesterday. is an atheist nightmare. We got a, a comment on our blog, Tom. The comment was from Who Knew, and Who Knew says, Love you guys. I'll be in Chicago for the taste this year. We'd love to bump into you. Every year, Chicago, one of the fattest cities in our nation, puts on <laughs> a thing called Taste of Chicago, wherein a bunch of restaurants give you sample sizes of their foods for extravagant amounts of money, and there's bees around the garbage can, and uh, it's, basically, uh, it's basically an unfun event that I don't go to. Yeah, it, it, I have a strong no bees around the garbage can rule. Great rule. so far has served me well. If I suspect the garbage cans will be swarmed by bees, I'm unlikely to enjoy myself at this event. Sure. And so I don't go. Sure, you don't go. So, Most of the time, I mean, you probably go to a carnival with your kids so you could fly down the slide or whatever. But there's no car. That's not even a slide at the Taste of Chicago. The only thing you could do is just slather yourself in bacon fat. Right. It's a it's a it's a fucking veritable bacchanalia of regret. Yeah. Is all it is. <laughs> that's what the fucking that should be the slogan. <laughs> <laughs> Taste of Chicago. Oh yeah, for regret. I love it. Oh, that's a, that's what should be the fucking slogan. Fucking, I'm creating fucking business cards and handing them out there this year. That's awesome. I did have it the taste a few years back. I went to see what it was all about, and I ate goat. Yeah, which is meat bubble gum. Yeah, the, it's just the worst <laughs> thing I ever the had. The goat I'm they like, just this slaughtered. is a terrible experience. Yeah, they just slaughtered it behind there, and it's like a fucking old ass goat. That goat is like fucking as old as the person who slaughtered it, and is like, I'm old goat. You can't chew me. <laughs> that's good apocalypse meal because it just. <laughs> Stays and stays and stays, but you don't want to. It's anger meat. It is really what it is. is. It's like, furious. Oh. So we got an email from Stu. Stu sent us an email um, which had uh, this really funny story. Stu sends his stuff from Emirates twenty four seven all the time. I guess it's one of his favorite uh, papers that he reads news news online. And this one is. Um, a donkey rape sparks tribal massacre in Yemen. It's a hilarious story. I will post it on our site. It's uncomprehensible too. Oh yeah, there's there's no way to. It's a it it starts off with donkey rape. Yeah, I, I mean, know. what else could yeah. you possibly donkey rape? I love what, that. What the, the I yeah. yeah. You can't. I can't even form complete sentences when yeah. thinking about the story. We damn near covered it. Yeah, we almost we we almost did, but we didn't have enough time. But we will put it on our website as well as a couple of the images from this time. We got another email from Matthew who set the image, um, and Tom he was talking I think directly to you in this message. Um, he had a good point. Um, Matthew said that, uh, you know, psychologically speaking, one of the things that we do is we build models of other people's minds within within our minds in order to try to understand other people. And and I think that that's an, I think that's an interesting and, and valuable concept. Um, and when I had mentioned on the last show that I had uh, recently lost a friend of mine and that I had done what I thought was a, a pretty universal thing, which is where you sort of uh, have this sort of internal dialogue um, and I said that I knew that that dialogue was was only internal. It's a dialogue with myself. He brought up the point that 
that really that dialogue was with the with the mental model of this other person. And so it was it was still a valuable dialogue. It was still a dialogue between myself and uh, this other person. It's just now that they're dead, that model will cease to change. That model will become yeah. static. Um, I think that's a really interesting way to look at the relationships we have with other people um, and, and the way that we understand and predict other people's motives and reactions. And uh, I, just, I just really appreciated that email a lot. I thought it was very interesting, and I thank you. Yeah, and, and who isn't, I think, surprised sometimes by their friends and close relatives? You know, they do things that are surprising, that aren't in character. And, right. And you, you add that to the list of things that they've done, and then it updates the model in your head. But once they die, there is no more model to update. So it's always – it's a static model. I think it's brilliant. I actually think that's a great way to look at it. We got an email from Robert who was talking about existential anxiety. He talked to us about um, – he just said thank you for – you know, a lot of times there's some – you know, there's a lot of levity on your show, but this was a very serious moment. We were talking to Lana last time about existential anxiety and such, and he thanked us for it. I go back to one of the guests we had, Hemant, who pointed this out to me, which I didn't even – really didn't even occur to me until he said it, that our podcast is more atheist than atheism. Uh, we cover – we don't cover the big questions. We don't cover the way in which you know we think people should think about stuff. We just make the jokes about the things that are happening. Um, so we don't normally do that. We normally don't venture into those, those waters. Um, but it's, it's fun to do. We just don't do it every week. We got an email from Bruce. He's, uh, he's a young man from – uh, Adelaide, I guess, I don't know, Australia. Uh, he wants to thank us for the podcast. Uh, going to, He says he's been listening to a lot of them lately while studying for his mid-year exams for university. Uh, so great. I'm glad you enjoy them. Uh, he says that you know he really enjoys it, and he, and he thanked us for producing it. So we're happy that you're listening all the way from Australia. Uh, please only introduce it to people who you don't value as a friend. <laughs> we got an email from uh, this is great we got an email from Peter uh, I'm going to use this image too Tom it's the Sabbath elevator I love this image this is spectacular it's uh, Sabbath elevator I'm going to read it the Jewish on Jewish Sabbath and holidays this elevator stops automatically on each floor <laughs> that's the shittiest elevator to that's be the into that's the, what's the fucking local train you know what I mean it's just like fuck this one's stopping at all of them. I want the express. It's uh, because, and I think that's because the, they can't press the button to choose a floor. Can they walk upstairs? Is that work? I don't know. I would have to think you could walk upstairs. Otherwise, on the Sabbath. You can't walk up inclines. If you had a two-story home. <laughs> you have to stay on a plane. <laughs> everything has to be. What you have to do is actually uh, water will self, you know, so you just have to float. Yeah. You um, fill your you, house up with water. Yeah, just float on a raft. That way, you know that you're perfectly sure, level. Sure. Yeah, but when you have um, to go, when you have to get a drink, you know, from the fountain or whatever, you got to fucking paddle, which is work. I don't know. I don't know what I, they do. That's fucking baffling. It's a shitty elevator. Though. That's all I'm saying. That's the shitty one. The anti-express yeah, elevator. Yeah, that's the bad elevator. We got an email from Lana. Another one that said, "Thank you for reading their email." Uh, and also, it said that they wanted to make sure that. We knew that they're 100% in the atheist camp. Uh, it might not have come across clear last time. We want to make sure that you're interpreted how you want to be interpreted. So, yes, we're mentioning that you are an atheist, even though we might have made it so it didn't look like you were. Uh, we apologize if you came off that way. Uh, 
and it was a great email, and it got us talking. So thank you again for sending it, Lana. Yeah, you're part of the club. Don't worry. Yeah, yeah. You get worry. your membership badge and yeah. your decoder ring. Sure. Doesn't actually decode anything, though. <laughs> it's the Bible code. Just Turns says, out that is bullshit. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> there should be an atheist decoder ring. There should. <laughs> that would be fantastic. Be it's just like ring. glass. Yeah. Yeah. It's you just know, a you just look through and you're like, oh, yeah. I just see the other side. Yeah, that's yeah. funny. What's all? It's there. Yeah. Fuck. <laughs> We got an email from Eric who just uh, who sent us a, a thank you. Sort of said that they were uh, they they like the show, they laugh a lot, and they appreciate it. So thank you again. Spoonie sent us an email. Tom now Spoonie uh, sent us a nice long email talking about mainly about two things that we that we got wrong last time. Uh, one of and I think they were both my points. I don't remember. One of them is that the appendix. If they were wrong. Let's say they were yeah, your points. Yeah, sure. Might as well. Let's go there. Let's yeah. just let's just stack that shit on my side. So. Uh, <laughs> Wrong about the appendix being useless. Uh, Spoonie says that maybe there's some possibility that it can help prevent uh, gut infections um, than other people who've had it removed, so it's not completely useless. And then also that sometimes uh, female circumcision isn't as severe or as bad as male circumcision. I just want to say to Spoonie, like, look, okay, I understand that maybe it might not be as bad. But it's hard enough to play a fucking tune on the tuba. Let's not fucking take away the mouthpiece. You know what I mean? <laughs> I mean, come on, fucking help us out here. Well, we appreciate your email, Spoonie. You clearly put a lot of time and thought into them, and and uh, we are very appreciative for the feedback. So thank you. Uh, Rob from Portugal rated us five stars on on. Uh, iTunes, Tom, and then actually left it in English so we could read it, and we wouldn't mistake certain things for being five stars, which is very nice. <laughs> it's our first uh, e- or, uh, rating from Portugal. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I was kind of pumped up. I yeah. was like, wow. We encourage everybody to rate us if they can from on iTunes. Um, I know that a lot of people don't use iTunes. We got one from France. The person from France uh, uh, put us up there. Thank you very much. It's all in French, and I can't run it through Google Translate, so I have no fucking idea what it says. I think assholes is in there, so I understand that word. That's a cognate. (laughs) And so— it doesn't let you copy and paste yeah. the text. You can't even copy and paste the text to write it through Translate, so I have no idea what our French uh, review says. It could be like, these guys are fucking giant cocksuckers, and they don't understand anything. They're assholes, you know? Because assholes is, is in English, and so the rest of it, I think there might only be one more English word there, uh, but the rest of it is <laughs> all in French, so I don't understand it. But thank you, everybody who rates us on iTunes. It actually pushes, if you didn't know, um, it will push us up on the ranking structure of uh of religion other. So if you rate us, it bumps us up on religion other uh, so that more people see us. We're, we're closer to the top. So people don't have to listen to us through iTunes. The more they rate us, that brings us up too. So the, if you rate us on iTunes, it actually helps us out and we appreciate everyone we get. So thank you. And it strokes my personal ego. Sure. Isn't that what's yeah. really most and important? And Tom's ego needs a lot of stroking, a, a ton of stroking, more, <laughs> more than most priests. I have nothing else in my life. Yeah. This is <laughs> Robert sent an email. Tom, Robert used to be a pastor. Uh, long email about how they used to be Christian, and they've sort of turned it around and have really become an atheist as of late and thanked us for the, for the podcast. Yeah, this was kind of a cool uh, email to get. Robert clearly has gone through a lot in the last few years, and uh, it looks like he's happy. He's on the other side of some some personal turmoil and um, we're really grateful for the email. Thank you. So that wraps it up for another episode of Cognitive Dissonance. Uh, 
we will be back at the normal time, normal schedule next time, uh, probably producing again on Monday. And we leave you, as usual, with The Skeptic's Creed. Credulity is not a virtue. It's fortune cookie cutter, mommy issue, hypno Babylon bullshit. Couched in scientician, double bubble, toil and trouble, pseudo quasi alternative, acupunctuating, pressurized, stereogram, pyramidal, free energy, healing, water, downward spiral, brain dead pan, sales pitch, late night info docutainment. Leo Pisces, cancer cures, detox, reflex, foot massage, death in towers, tarot cars, psychic healing, crystal balls, Bigfoot, Yeti, aliens, churches, mosques, and synagogues, temples, dragons, giant worms, Atlantis, dolphins, truthers, birthers, witches, wizards, vaccine nuts, shaman healers, evangelists, conspiracy, doublespeak, stigmata, nonsense. Expose your signs. Thrust your hands, bloody, evidential, conclusive. Doubt even this. The opinions and views expressed in this show are that of the hosts only. Our poorly formed and expressed notions do not represent those of our wives, employers, friends, families, or of the local dairy council. 